When was the last time you decided that the only thing that you were going to do was focus on yourself? Can't remember? I couldn't either and that's why I am dedicating this year to me. This is the year of expansion. This is the year that I focus on me. This is the year I dive deep into the depths of me being and finding out who I really am. Join me on a journey of awareness, alignment and authenticity. Hey, my name is Anna and I will be talking all about me and my spiritual journey to becoming the greatest version of who I am. This year, it's all about me. So I just wanted to get this out onto a video. I was having some uh, morning thoughts. Most mornings I wake up with some some sort of big grand um, thought or idea and I want to try and track it and see if I can get to the source of, um, you know, what it's about for me, what, what the truth is about it um, for me and if I can sort of, try and understand it from um, instead of this everyday uh, sort of being, it's more of from the spiritual, um, physical and, you know, sort of mental perspective so I can look at things and, and sort of analyse how they all work together in, you know, these three sort of main areas. <coughs> so recently I... I had this um, thought of what creates um, human attraction. Um, and I think there's a lot of components that come into it. So I wanted to sort of track it um, in a few different ways of not only how it went, um, you know, sort of how it tracks for me or how it works for me or, you know, how it works for everyone. So I started with the you know, the, the first um, thing when you meet someone, like, and I'm talking about attraction, like, um, I suppose not so much um, in a sexual way, but more of a partnering way. So um, non-attraction is as in um, looking for that new friend or something. It's more of the attraction of, you know, wanting uh, a deeper or more meaningful relationship with someone when you meet them. So I know that sometimes when you meet um, new people, uh, you will look at people and you will see, um, or you will feel, oh wow, that's really pleasing for me. That's something that I that I really like. And I was trying to wonder where that comes from. So a lot of it will probably be based on who you are as a person. Um, you know, what uh, the world has shown you to be something ideal or that's pleasing to your eye, um, as well as sort of all the experiences you've had in your life and <clears throat> other lives as well, I guess, and, and sort of, you know, across your past and things that um, you've seen or brought into your awareness and, and people have sort of, you know, 
concreted that thought, oh, that looks good or that looks bad. And, and when you sort of see someone looking in a certain way and, you know, when you're looking at either, you know, say a, a muscly physique versus a fat and floppy physique that um, it really gets solidified all around the place from, you know, your parents' work your environment, the things you watch on TV, the ads, social media of, you know, what is more acceptable than the other one so that um, it really sort of gets embedded into of, of something that, um, you know, through your eyes that you were going to find appealing. So every time you sort of see an image and, you know, you're sending that response back to your brain of, ah, oh, that's good, that's good, that's bad, that's bad. It keeps sort of um, solidifying in your mind and, and, making something real based on you know just your experience or your awareness around you but if you sort of go back um you know like you try and start thinking about what about the olden days what were they doing in the olden days what do people look like in the olden days and obviously I don't know what you want to term as the olden days but to me I'm looking at it in the standpoint of before we had technology before we sort of had all the luxuries and the wonderful things that we have around us. Um, it's when we were out there working with our hands, we were uh, not distracted by watching things on a screen. We're outside in nature. We're outside doing things. We were tending to animals, making food from scratch, growing things, um, fixing things with our hands, making things. So, you know, I guess the, the, both the males and the females were, you know, both more of um, what that sort of fit optimum state is of what our body is, which also brought me to, well, you know, what is that? And I guess when the human body was designed, there was sort of, you know, there'd probably be some sort of, you know, easy um, common ground of range of, what was healthy and what was not. So that the original idea was, you know, that you had X amount of body fat, you had X amount of muscles, you, you know, you had all these things firing in the right way, all these sort of organs and liquids and hormones and things were all working in a certain way. And I think as sort of we've um, progressed as a humanity that, you know, a lot of that has changed because we're not um, doing those things with their hands. We're not um, planting, we're not, you know, cleaning or building or foraging or, you know, trying to hunt for our food. So our body types have changed a lot, but somewhere in there we will still sort of have that um, image of, you know, what we were supposed to have back in the olden days. And then sort of now we, I guess we would have a, a new acceptable norm based on, you know, when you look around and you see the people around you and, um, you know, it's all those judgments and things that we've made where you look at someone and go, well, um, if they're fat, well, they're unhealthy, which, you know, may not be the case. However, if you, if you do still go back to those olden days and you look at, well, why have we all sort of evolved into these um, people with all these health conditions and, and the way that they're being born with um, certain shapes and 
uh, sizes and things like that is because of the conditioning of the, the programming that we already have that's sort of coming down the ancestral lines uh, as we sort of reproduce and have more children so that, you know, there's more kids born with more sort of health conditions. There's, there's more things that we um, sort of take on as disease as we get older and start to live our lives and unable to cope with the everyday and all these things sort of fester and, you know, become things that are, are um, appear in our body when they're, they're more of, you know, deep down into the um, emotional type of sense. Um, but that's sort of the evolution of the person. I think that's why sort of the body types have changed. And even though they might have changed and maybe some people's sort of opinions about it have changed it, I don't think it's really changed a whole lot because you still see a lot of the, the social media and the things outside of us that um, we're told is, is what acceptable and what's not acceptable. So where we sort of stand and in, in what we see as appealing to our eyes is, is going to be different for every single person because of that conditioning. But then the, it also led me over to the, um, the thinking part. So you know how sometimes when you meet someone and just say instantly, you'll already get that reaction of, you know, what they look like. And if you um, feel the way that they look like is accepting or not, and regardless of whether you're a judgmental person or not, some somewhere, somehow in there, there is going to be that field in there that you've already made a decision on, on whether you think that person is right or, you know, if something's wrong with them or you don't like their hair, their eyes, their face or you know, subconsciously we just do that. Um, it's just something that I think has become our, our new norm. But when you first start to make those judgments on people, it's, it's funny how when you get to know some of those people, so um, it can be in social circles or, or in workplace environments or any sort of other place, I guess, but it's funny how mostly in work environments, because I suppose um, most of the time you're going to spend a lot of time with that person. And as you get to know people, you will get to see their, um, their personalities, their opinions, their thoughts, their stories. You will really start to get to know that person more on a deeper level um, versus over the actual physical level. And you normally find like with some people, hey, you can just, once you start talking with them, you will just connect with them and you'll connect with them in a whole different way that you ever thought possible. And so while you're talking to these people and you are enjoying the things that they're saying to you and, you know, you are able to have those conversations that you want to have with each other and um, your brain starts to uh, realize that, okay, while I'm looking at this person, I'm listening to their thoughts this person is becoming more acceptable for me to look at. So it starts creating these new sort of patterns. I'm not a scientist. I don't know if there's any <laughs> real science to this, but this is what I think to be true. And this is what I've seen in my own life and in a lot of other people's um, journeys as well. So once you get um, to really sort of enjoy that person's company, the things that they're saying and your brain starts responding to that, going, I like this, you know, I like what they're saying. They're making me feel good. So all those feel good hormones are coming out and your body knows that this person is safe. This person has got, you know, something they want to hear more of this. This person is um, someone who I could spend more time with. And then, so as those um, conversations and, and days go by and it's more and more of those moments where you are, 
you know, feeling good because you're talking to this person and feeling good that you're able to have these conversations with this person, your, your brain is going to start looking at them in a whole different way because, because you know that every time you interact with, you know, this person is a physical with their voice and, and whatever coming out, it's, it's um, being conditioned in your mind that they're safe and there's something that you really want to spend more time with. So when you start to look at them, they start to look better because your body's already um, knows that um, there's a lot of things about this person that you like and the appearance is literally just, you know, something that is the conditioning in your mind. So when you start looking at those things, it's um, going to change and, and everything that looked at that you thought, you know, that you didn't find appealing in the beginning may suddenly become more appealing because of um, sort of who they are. And I don't know when people talk about, they say, you know, get to know the real person outside, doesn't matter. And so you really got to think about that. And it's really sort of, once you can sort of think about it on a deeper level and really understand sort of um, what it means, you will see it. And you've probably already seen it, how that sort of changes. And even if you did an experiment or something, if you started somewhere new or, if you met a new person or something, you could, you know, just for your own sake, you could, you could write down what your initial thought of, of this person when you first saw them, what your initial thoughts were. You would have already made judgments of, you know, what you thought their opinions were going to be, what you thought they're going to sound like, what you think they're going to say or react or things they're going to do in certain situations. You can write all that down and revisit it in six months and see if it's the same. Because I think that we make so many judgments, um, when we look at people and, you know, whilst, um, you know, some people are going to be a lot more judgmental than other people, it's, it doesn't always have to be who we are. And I think um, that's another conditioning that we've sort of brought across into our lives where we are sort of taught to judge on, you know, what we see first instead of, you know, sort of delving in and, and seeing more to the person and more to the situation. I think that's, that's where we need to evolve to is um, not having that huge um, judgment side. And let me tell you, I was um, the queen of the judgments and I could, you know, I, I used to think I had this superpower that, you know, I could look at people and I could tell you exactly what they're like and things like that. And so it is something that I've sort of really done a 360 at. And I think if you look back as well, I'm sure, you know, back in the olden days again it would have been a lot different different we would have accepted people you know a little bit more of how they are instead of how they look you know well we may judge them from a different way based on you know you know how well could they cook how well could they clean um you know how were their hunting skills and things like that so maybe in a way we did always have that sort of judgment but I think it would be kind of nice to sort of really try and accept people the way they, they are and it and I know it is probably really difficult, especially if you don't even mean to do it, how um, your body and your mind or your, and your thoughts automatically go straight to that. I need to make a judgment because I'm looking at something and I'm sure um, even sitting here, I've just realized that I forgot that I put this, um, these earphones on this stupid weird way. And I'm, I'm sure that when you first started watching this video or if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see it, but you'd be looking at this going, what the hell, why the hell has she got this um, headphone looking like that? She looks like an idiot. And I'm sure also while you're watching the video, you'd be looking in the background, you'd be looking at my hair, at my shirt. It's it's 
those things that we automatically do and I do it all the time as well don't get me wrong you do you start to look at everything around and you think um you make judgments on all of it so you're looking at um oh what are those books what are those things in the background do I need that what is that oh I wouldn't do that and you have all these opinions and judgments and thoughts and things and I guess that's just part of the human nature but I think as we sort of try and retrain ourselves um over to just sort of accepting it is what it is and trying not to make those big judgments and sort of making these realizations without sort of getting to know um, a person, a situation or a thing. It's um, going to be a lot better for us. I digress anyway, a little bit. Um, but with the physical and the mind, obviously there's also the soul level connection and the soul level connection, I guess, I don't know. I can't, I can't, put that one into words as it was easily as the physical um and and the sort of the mental attraction but i think at a soul level your soul's just going to know it's going to be something different or an accumulation of all of the three together where you you are going to connect on a soul level you are going to find that one person that's going to get um that deep down connection uh into you know the real you the true you and I know there's a lot of talk about the twin flames and things like that, which I'm not going to really talk about because that's probably another whole topic. So if you do get those soul connections, it is going to be something that if, if you know, you know, type thing. So I think when we are starting to um, make these connections um, with people, we need to uh, sort of be aware of you know those three sort of different aspects and you know somehow they'll sort of form themselves as well together and you'll sort of know um, if uh, the people that you are surrounding yourself or you are initially attracted to in some way is going to be uh, sort of the full package or something that you do want to move forward with obviously there's different types of attractions as well so even if you do have some of those mental um, connections and then you start to have um, those physical associations because of the mental connections and, you know, you could want to take a friendship deeper and sometimes it may not always be on some sort of, um, you know, sexual or partner type level. It's more of, you know, I like, really like this person, I want to hang out with this person as a friend. Um, you'll only get to know that if you really get to know people um, as well i also thought into are we meant to mate for life so if you base the connection based on the thoughts and um, the things that the other person is saying the things that you're saying um obviously with everyone sometimes your opinions and your thoughts and the things that matter to you will change over time um, this can be for many different reasons but um, you can change and so can another person so initially when you first sort of made a connection and you know you felt like you wanted to spend more time with a person if something changes and that person sort of goes off in a different direction and you know you no longer gel in the same way that you did before it's sometimes um, a human nature to want to hold on uh, to that relationship, especially if it's something that you've spent a long time on. And it's only just recently <laughs> that I, I, I can really see this and do it from 
you know, sort of a, a non-judgmental outside type of frame. But I think relationships aren't always here forever. I think they're here for a certain time period. I think that um, we're here to learn certain things from certain people. We're here to get certain downloads and, and um, ideas and thoughts and experiences just through certain people, just through certain relationships and, and sometimes just for a certain period of time. And I think that us as humans have also evolved into the fact that we feel like we need to hold on to these relationships. So even when we know that, you know, we're both done with a relationship, you still keep holding on to it, especially if it's something that you've had um, for a long time. So especially marriages or, or long-term friendships, because you've got that whole uh, long experience and a lot of other things that have sort of happened around it. You feel like that you need to hold on to that relationship a bit longer because it's something that you know, it's something that you feel comfortable with. It's, you know, it's that um, fear of change that we all have and a lot of us don't like changing. It's, it's we don't want to get out of our uh, everyday or our routine or our normalness. We want to stay in, you know, what feels comfortable because change does feel uncomfortable. Even if it's a great change, it, it does feel uncomfortable because we have to sort of get out of that moment. And I think we do that with relationships a lot as well. We hold on to friendships that, you know, we probably could have let go a long time. We hold on to marriages and, and partnerships because, you know, we're married, right? We're told that um, marriage is something that you have to do till, you know, the day you die. And how many marriages do you know sort of end in so many bad ways because people don't get out and people always stay together because of the kids or, or the financial aspect or the living arrangements or things like that. So there's so many other outside influences that are affecting how you feel in that relationship. And sometimes we just sort of, you know, write down the things that we don't want in that relationship. So if you do have a partner that's, you know, maybe they're just not allowing you to really be yourself, like, you know, they're not being violent or mean or nasty. It's just, you know, that you can't be, uh, you're a hundred true self with them. So like, just say you wanted to, I don't know, dance out in the rain every time it rains or something and your partner or husband or wife or whatever is always thinking, oh, you're a weirdo. Why would you be doing that? So you start to think, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm a little bit weird, but deep down, you know, you really want to do that. And, you know, just because that other person has said to you that it's weird and, you don't do it and then you sort of retract a little bit into yourself and you know it, it's those things like that that sort of compound and build up and build up and you know over time because you start <clears throat> excuse me you start getting worried about you know what the other person is thinking and you don't want to do things that rock the boat or things that they don't like because you want to make sure you try and please people and you know then you shrink more and more and more into a person who you wouldn't even recognize if you went way back to the beginning and you become this person based on who the other person was instead of you being the person who you know that you really want to be. So I think that, you know, your relationships and partners, partnerships really need to be surrounded by people who, who will sort of look at you in that way of you do you and, you know, I'm going to support you no matter what, regardless of whether I think whatever you're doing is silly or stupid or, you know, whether I think you're making a bad choice or a bad decision or I don't understand or don't agree with it, what you're doing. They're the sort of people you need to surround yourselves with. And in relationships, because we're so, so wanting of having that connection, having that other person, you know, who loves us and supports us that sometimes, um, 
you know, that person can be that person who will love us and support us. But it's all those other things that don't let us um, really come up and shine as who we are, that we still hold on to that uh, relationship because we want that love and we want that um, that comfort and that um, that thing that just feels so normal to us and we don't want to break away from that. And, you know, you'd also be thinking about the judgment from others. If someone said, oh, why'd you break up? It's like, oh, well, he didn't like me dancing in the rain. And people be like, well, you know, did he hit you? Did he cheat on you? Blah, 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 blah. It, it seems like a society thing where we feel like that you can't break up a relationship based on things that you want. It has to be something huge. It has to be, you know, something big. People find it really hard to understand that people can just sort of, you know, break off or stop a friendship or a partnership because of, you know, they're just going in two different directions. And, you know, we really need to start normalizing that and know that that's okay, that, you know, we're only here to live our own lives. We're not here to live anyone else's lives. We're not here to do things for other people. We're not here to, you know, bow down and change the way that we feel about things to make other people feel happy or better about themselves. We're only here to experience our own life and we really need to surround ourselves with with the people who are going to do that. And I know that is hard. And, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, I really talk about is it's that conditioning and those emotions and and who we have become as a person that is stopping us from being those people who aren't supporting the other people around us and uh, I see that now so clearly and before I, I was not one of those people who saw that clearly and I would and I would be that person so everything I talk about by this you know these other people who are doing these things <clears throat> excuse me that aren't supporting you that's exactly who I was. I was one, oh, why would you do that? Because I don't agree with that. And that's not something that I would do. So don't do it type sort of attitude. And that has something that's really changed. And I think we really need to start sort of looking at that and, you know, maybe start to view our relationships a little bit better um, and see if we can make a change somewhere in there and see if we can make it a bit easier for someone else to, you know, express who they are, express who they want to be. We, you know, we're here in this human, we're having our own little human experience and we need to try and do it as authentically and, and in alignment with who our true selves are as much as we can. So think about your relationships and the people around you. Um, I'm not saying go out there and go, nope, you all suck. I'm done <laughs> with everybody that you know. Don't do that. Unless you want to, of course, do that. But honestly, have a little look at it. Have a look at... Um, you know, some of your relationships around you, look at the people around you, look at if you're in a partnership, look at that, even in a, a work relationship, look at that and sort of see, um, see where you stand on the re relationship, have a look at the judgments, have a look at the things that you're tolerating and things like that. Like there are things that you can tolerate in relationships and things that you're happy to deal with and things that you're happy that, you know, even if you wanted to do that, you know, that you don't, either want to because of another person or you feel comfortable in not doing that anymore because another person doesn't like that that's fine if you're happy to do that do it but you know have a look at have a little look at it have a look at the things that you really want to do have a look at if the people around you will support you in doing what you really want to do and if not take stock of that have a look at it see if it's a conversation that you can have um i know people are people and you're going to know your people better than anyone else but if you can actually physically 
ask someone and say, you know, oh, look, we've had this friendship or partnership or relationship for, you know, so long. Um, I feel like I'm moving in this direction to sort of like doing this a little bit more. How would you feel, you know, if I sort of wanted to move down this route and do these sort of things or, or focus on this or, or spoke more like this and see what you get back. You're only going to know if you ask, right? Same as, it, you know, if your partner or something is doing something that you don't like, have an honest discussion. Just, you know, it doesn't have to be, I don't like how you do this. I don't like how you do that, blah, blah, blah. You know, have an honest discussion. This is something that, you know, it's been bugging me a little bit. This is something that I want to see if we can change and we can fix and we can make better or, or do different or I feel like I want to go in this different direction and just see, have a conversation, see what happens. Uh, you know, the worst thing that can happen is that it all turns to crap, right? So it can't get any worse than that. And then, you know, if it does turn to crap and, you know, everything sort of, becomes how you perceive is the worst thing in the world you you're going to get out of it it's going to get better afterwards so you really don't have anything to lose so that's my little chat on um, human attraction uh, it's probably a lot bigger conversation than what I've just spoke about but that's some of the key pointers I really wanted to get out because um, I'll probably do another video also because I was really thinking about the masculine and the feminine and the difference and I don't know if I just said that feminine, feminine, did I say it right? <laughs> um, you know what I mean. So I'll probably deep dive a little bit more into that in another video, but I hope you enjoyed this one, guys, and I'll catch you on the next one. You did it. You reached the end of another podcast. Keep an eye out for our next juicy conversation coming to you real soon. And don't forget... It's all about me.